Hi, and welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney, and I'm super passionate about moving and thinking. On this show, we are going to dive into all things health, fitness, personal development, lifestyle, and political sociocultural. I've always been fascinated by people, and I love learning from the experiences and stories of others. This has been a treat for me, and I hope this is enjoyable and useful for you. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or any way that I can make this a better experience for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Hello, welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I'm here today with Dr. Carrie Medej. She is a doctor of osteopathic and internal medicine, and I think she is a true hero in this fight for freedom and for uh, medical freedom. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Courtney. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for being here. So... For my audience, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into this, you know, this, this fight that we're, yeah, that you've been. Um, well, I, um, I'm an internal medicine physician and, um, at some point it's, it's kind of a long story, but at some (laughs) point in my career, um, it was the end of 2014, I was invited to this business owners meeting and, um, it was a very different kind of business owners meeting. Um, they had, you had to be, uh, um, uh, people had to vouch for you. You had a background check, that sort of thing. I thought it was just for, you know, relationships and all that to, to further your business. Mm-hmm. But when I got there, um, this was a very special meeting. So I always believe that nothing happens by chance or coincidence. Everything is uh, purposeful. So this was the perfect meeting for me to go to, to understand what was happening. And here they had people from different backgrounds, like tech industries, um, uh, you know, some like CNN and some bigger industries and then smaller. And I was a small fish there. Mm -hmm. And this was um, a, a business owners meeting about the future of the, the people of Metro Atlanta. And so they, they started the meeting talking about, well, you know, the people of Metro Atlanta um, were having trouble because of uh, they're not amenable to new cultures from around the world. And they, uh, they said they're too racist, that they were having trouble getting new industries to come to Metro Atlanta from other countries. And so they needed to fix this problem. So this is what they, what they gave the excuse for, let's put it that way. So then they, they said, well, what if we helped people out faster um, than they could do themselves? What if we were able to modify their behavior um, through new technology? And so Dr. Sanjay Gupta happened to be there and he got on the stage and he said, well, this is my invention. This is what he said. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, we have now a substance that can go inside the human body and wirelessly transmit information 24-7, 365 days a year. And so we decided that this is going to be used for biosensors, going to monitor, you know, of course, your breathing, respiration, blood sugar, but also uh, they claim that they could monitor people's um, emotions and thoughts, even dreams, uh, to somewhat of like 85% uh, accuracy. Also, um, like a lie detector test. So through your sweat glands and voice inflection, they could um, analyze if you're lying. And so they're very interested in lying. They said, what if we would modify the people's behavior through how many times they lied. So he gave the example of a woman just lying about her location. Um, You know, she said she was at the gym, she was really at the bar. Mm -hmm. And so he said, because of the biosensors is saying all these things that this woman was lying per the program, that there would be an instant repercussion given to her. Something physical would happen, you know? So an impulse. So again, it's a two-way transmission. So here you have, the human body being all these data going on, being analyzed by really a supercomputer that would be, uh, the waypoint would be your smart device and your health app. And then depending on her uh, behavior, whether or not it was good or bad in the the overall program's mind, it's AI now, then she'd get instant repercussion, then all the time she lied would be added up over a month or three months, and then um, then a social credit system would be enacted. Um, if it was too much, she'd have negative, not, she wouldn't be able to have good entertainment, good food, poor percentage on her home mortgage, on and on and on. Um, and so 
here they were talking about spying on people, surveillance, and also getting into something called predictive policing. And in this business owners meeting, people were clapping. They were for it. Uh, they argued about who would monetize off of it, so making money. Who would? Uh, they also knew that the privacy was an issue. They hadn't quite figured that out yet. Um, of course, hacking, as you can imagine. Um, also, they did, weren't sure whether or not they would tell the people whether or not they were doing this to them. They didn't decide that at that moment. Um, this was completely shocking to me out of the realm of my understanding of what we could do. Um, I was completely against it. I never went back to any other meetings and I asked people why they would be for something so horrible. And I was told at my table that there was a movement happening in the entire world and that um, I couldn't stop what was happening and that it was either being in the room with people like that called controllers or being on the other side and if I didn't join them, then very short time, I would be sorry. And when I would see how this turned out and that I would run back to them and, and want to be part of these groups. So um, this was one of my experiences of understanding what really transhumanist, transhumanism is. Because in that essence, you're taking artificial technology and melding it with the human body. So you're a walking cell or, or computer, right? Your body is. And that's one of the definitions of transhumanism, changing the human body. And I was also told in this particular meeting that my profession as a doctor would be obsolete in my lifetime because the bodies, our bodies would be changed pretty radically and that we would just need uploading and downloading. And I was again, completely against this. And um, I was also told that, okay, there might be a small group of you guys still, still organic, natural, non-GMO human beings. Um, but this, this was so out there and for a long time, I just thought for sure, these are just people that have extreme ideas and surely none of this will come to fruition. Um, but sadly, as we see now, they, there is something called hydrogel, which is also under the guise of nanolipid particle, that they're using this substance inside of all the injections falsely called vaccines. And of course, they're saying that they're using it for drug delivery, which it can be used for. But here we have um, Bill Gates saying that he's using that same substance, nanolipid particle uh, hydrogel, mm -hmm. in people in West Africa since July of 2020, using it to also be used for the biosensors to spy on them, surveillance and predictive policing. He's already starting to use that. He's, um, he has MasterCard working with them with a digital ID with the people as well as a trust stamp, the artificial intelligence program. So here we have, um, you know, he's admitting he's doing it right now. And then also the World Economic Forum, Davos, the United Nations, they all say that they, at first they said 2030, now they say 2027, that they would like all human beings to be linked to the Internet of Bodies or become an Internet of a Body, meaning you would have something synthetic inside of you and you would be connected to the artificial intelligence. Again, wireless transmission all the time. So it's it's not just me thinking this or it's definitely not conspiracy theory. It's It's out there if you look for it. Sure. Yeah. No, you, you've all know Harari keeps saying, you know, with the, the free man is a uh, ceases to be, and we are already, you know, uh, absent of free will and that this is a thing of the past and we are merging with machines. They, they do say it quite openly. Uh, but as much as I, and I've done quite a bit of research on this field, but hearing you say that is still just like shocking and, uh, just so incredibly disconcerting, you know, it's just really, really, uh, yeah, appalling to hear it, you know, to, and to hear that you were, what year was this, did you say? It was the end of 2014. I thought yeah. that's what you said. And, and then yeah. I questioned that, I was like, couldn't possibly be, right? Wow, that that's astounding, really yeah. astounding. And I, I believe that you know, God is in control and mm -hmm. everything that happens to us is not by accident or coincidence. Sure. So, you know, I was there for a reason mm -hmm. and, um, you, you know, that we're not just there to see, oh, the terrible <laughs> things that will happen to us. <laughs> right, right. So, Hopefully not. 
it's also to, it's a warning and and mm. it's there for the people with the eyes to see and the ears uh, the eyes to see and the ears to hear right <laughs> yeah. so for us to act on that and to not be apathetic Absolutely. So I, I'm curious, you brought up the the hydrogel. I, I've done a bit of research on uh, the DARPA hydrogel and uh, some of uh, Charles Lieber's patents. Is that all tied to the same thing that uh, Bill Gates is talking about and working on? Yes, yes, of course. And, um, you know, uh, you know, Dr. Robert Malone, he actually, uh, he states he's the inventor of the mRNA. And he was working with an Indian company where they were using that as well as hydrogel and the vaccines they actually called it hydrogel. Mm -hmm. um, and if you look at what these nanolipid particles, what they're comprised of, that is the definition of hydrogel. So it's just a creative way to get away with not saying the word hydrogel, but they are using mm -hmm. that even in our injections here in the United States. So just um, people always say it's not the same thing. It, it certainly is. It can perform different functions. Mm -hmm. Now it could be drug delivery, like they're saying they're using it for this, or we could also use it for on-demand drug delivery, meaning at any certain time in the future, it could be triggered and a drug is delivered um, or something else is delivered. Um, so like also, a payload that's activated? Yes, exactly. And um, also uh, nanobots is a kind of a, a layperson's term for mm -hmm the kind of a miniature literal robot you can fit one million of them in one syringe needle and wow. these uh hydrogel can also harbor those it's a potential um they also can disassemble reassemble and disassemble again innumerable times they can actually even uh grow more of itself um, that is possible and a lot of these experiments that they've done it some of them have been um uh, purposely uh, created to hybridize with the human nervous system. So actually making a hybrid of the human nervous system system with something that's synthetic and AI, right? Wow. So that's another possibility. Um, they've used it uh, for, again, two-way communication in the host and outside of the host. So all kinds of things, the biosensors, et cetera. This is um, really sci-fi. and. Very. What could it really do to us? I mean, uh, time will tell, right? Mm -hmm. But that these early uh, research experiments are saying these things that they could use them for and that we're not talking about them. They're just haphazardly giving this out to everybody around the world is uh, these are just war crimes. Yeah, no, I would absolutely agree. Uh, so I have so many questions. <laughs> Try to organize them. <laughs> um, one is on... I. It, you know, they, they had kept saying it was just a conspiracy theory, but I, I actually wrote an article on this about a year and a half ago. And it seems like a lot of, I wrote it as a hypothetical and it seems like a lot of it has come to fruition um, with the shedding of the, you know, certainly of the spike protein, some transmissions sort of things going on. But what I'm curious is, is there any possibility that any of this nanotech is shedding? Yes. I mean, anything's a possibility because right, right. Really, what is this spike protein? Nobody's actually really identified it. We just, they, you know, throw right. that word around, but what is that, that people are shedding? And yeah, um, it, it's definitely synthetic. We know that by the genetic code. So it's something that's not from nature, not natural. It's being produced like in a, you know, like, like a, a factory. factory, right? Mm -hmm. But the yeah. human body is the factory. Right. So if we could ever truly analyze that, but I've never heard of anyone actually analyzing this supposed spike protein that's being produced from a human body. And then we know it's being produced and they've been able to isolate it and then analyze it. I, I don't know. I have never heard, have you, of someone being able to analyze that? No. So what right. is it, right? right. We're all guessing. Right. We're all um, guessing. <laughs> I'm far from an expert, but I'm definitely just guessing. Yeah. And I, I haven't know. heard any of the so-called experts give me any more definitive answers. So that's very, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, not this, comforting. <laughs> yeah. We're going off of what the manufacturers are telling us, but right. how do we know they're telling us the truth? We don't. We don't. Yeah. 
Is there any evidence to indicate that there may be some uh, nanotechnology that is being transmitted from uh, somebody who has perhaps been injected uh, to somebody who is not? Just anecdotal stories of mm -hmm. people becoming sick. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people who say they have um, and symptoms of something called Morgellons, which is like a kind of a, a syn bio, synthetics and biologic kind of filaments and technology that people can be infected with, actually. So this has been going on for decades before this as well. But yeah. some people are reporting more after being in close contact with somebody. These are all anecdotal. We don't, again, have any true research to go off of or any government entity or research organization or <laughs> big lab helping us. Right. You know? Well, if anything, I, I would argue that those are doing the opposite of helping. Yeah, that, that would seem to be. Yeah. Um, People I, ask the question, why don't we know more? I'm like, I if you can find help for us to analyze these things, that would be great, but we can't find it. Right. Well, I have seen there have been some, and, and you have shown in some of your lectures, some of the uh, microscopy analyses, which do seem to indicate that there is this, uh, you know, it looks kind of like the neural lace fibers that are self-assembling. Uh, yes. So I went ahead and looked at uh, the Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson & Johnson, um, all three uh, from different states, Michigan, sorry, uh, Florida, Georgia, and New York, mm -hmm. um, more than one occasion. And I just looked at them with uh, um, a compound microscope up to 600 times magnification, just warming the fluid to room temperature and waiting for sometimes many hours mm -hmm. um, as the white light hit it from the microscope. And I wasn't expecting to see much, and I was shocked when I started to see a lot of what appeared to be superconducting materials, as well as graphene-like materials, um, even uh, some water parasite-looking organisms, which then later some other researchers have found the same thing, as well as um, this particular water parasite has been very favored by the transhumanists. So none of this was in my realm of you know, belief or knowledge, mm -hmm. because not even in the meetings that they talk about anything like this. Right. Uh, so this was shocking to find in some of the batches. Yeah. And in the, uh, at least from what I have seen in the DARPA hydrogel research, it looks like there is a lot of parasitic material in that, in that, is that correct? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So parasites, just like bacteria or yeast, can be mm -hmm. used for, um, you know, being their own payloads or creating substances within them. They can just be hijacked and manipulated to uh, do a certain function, perform a certain duty, um, mm -hmm. or carry a pay payload, let's say. So um, this has been well known in the laboratories for many, many decades, right? So this isn't anything new. And people might be familiar with that with um, their traditional vaccines they get. Mm -hmm. Many times there's something called a vector that's used and a vector is, is a live organism carrying a payload or a genetic code inside of them. So this is the same thing that they're doing. Um, uh, it's no different than that, but they're taking it one step further where they admit that sometimes they're using synthetic biologic agents. Again, these are genetically modified. They have, they're almost like a cyborg-ish kind of organism. Same thing. Wow. Um, so do you think that that's part of why they had to do this campaign demonizing uh, ivermectin? Because possibly ivermectin could be some sort of antidote or uh, mitigation against some of this it because is, of the parasitic component? That's certainly a possibility. Mm -hmm. And then also, if there's any treatment at all for what is considered a COVID syndrome, what is that, right? But <laughs> let's say we, we take that we have a COVID syndrome. If there is any treatment for that, they can't mandate any vaccines or anything under the guise of vaccines. That goes away. All of this you know, issue would go away. Yeah, is no longer valid. Yeah, exactly. Um, and what about, can you talk a little bit about the difference between the uh, I, I know it, at this point it seems so, 
you know, passe, but I think there are a lot of people who still think that maybe the viral vector was better because it was one, although it's no longer one dose. But uh, could you talk a little bit about the difference between the mRNA and the uh, viral vector and their implications? Okay, so modified messenger RNA, it just means that they took a, uh, we have a genetic code like DNA, yeah. and RNA actually transcribes that DNA. It's, it's reading it so that it can produce the proteins that it's instructing it to, to make. So there's a messenger that goes in, and then there's another that, um, you know, reads it, that, that's reading it, and then it spits out that protein, that recipe. Yeah. So they're doing something different in that they're taking a synthetic um, code. So this is not from nature. This is nowhere in the world. It has a synthetic nucleoside for the first time ever. It's a building block that doesn't come from Earth. All right, we've never done this before. This is complete it's ludicrous that we're doing this. And they're saying, don't worry, it's synthetic because it's not going to take a, it's not going to become permanent within your body. <laughs> but they are ignoring basic science because basic science says a human body always is taking up different kinds of genetic material from our environment so that we can learn from it. And sometimes it's integrated. This is how our bodies have always worked. So they're ignoring basic 101 science. Of course well, it can happen. And they've also contradicted themselves because that wasn't that the whole claim to why they're using this nanolipid encasement was so that the body doesn't reject it and so that it can be transported into the cells. Yeah, because normally our body would destroy it right away. It's smart, but this is the way to trick it inside the cell. But they're saying, oh, it's not going up into the nucleus. Well, they it, it may not initially do that. However, our bodies produce naturally something called reverse transcriptase, which is this enzyme that could actually take it up because our bodies are learning from you know the plants and bacteria or whatever from the environment. And mm -hmm. we are known, it is known that we can take up and integrate something into our genome. That's how our bodies are always, you know, learning and processing things. Yeah. So because of that, it is a possibility. And now, surely we've seen in the lab, uh, there's been two or three papers out that the human body appears to be taking up, at least sometimes, this code up into its, ge its genome. So they've seen it um, in in vivo and in vitro. In vitro means just in the lab, uh, in vivo uh, within a, a true host, you know, organism. So this is, that's a, that's a problem, right? Because this gets into a whole other issue of what is going to happen to the person once that's permanent. Um, but using a vector is a little different. Um, so first they're using modified messenger RNA just by itself and they needed to get it into the cell. Our cells would not take them. So the hydrogel nanolipid particle tricks the cell. It's analogous to human tissue. That's why it combined. All right. That's, that's drug delivery. Yeah. They can also do drug delivery by taking um, a vector. So a virus, let's say. So this is what they're using with Johnson and Johnson, AstraZeneca. It is an adenovirus, a cold virus. Now they say that they're hollowing out the inside of the virus and putting in their genetic material in there. So this is not a perfect science because whenever we make vectors and big vats, only, you know, maybe about 95% of the time do we really hollow all out the, all the viruses out because sometimes mm -hmm. the real live active virus is still in there, but they're like, ah, oh, it's just a cold virus. Who cares? We just you know, move on. Mm -hmm. But you're literally using, you know, something that's been uh, manipulated in the lab. It's a true infection. It's a true you know, virus, it's been modified and it's genetic materials inside. So it goes in and literally infects your cells. That's what's happening. And then dumping out that code that they want you to start making. But there's no, there's no off button for this, for this code to when it starts and stops. Right. They just claim it will burn itself out eventually, whatever that means. I mean, this isn't very scientific. Like how long does this last? Do you have your studies? No, <laughs> they don't have anything. Just whatever happens happens and this is very frivolous and careless to do anything like this um and then you know the the effects of the spike protein we were told it was benign and now we know it's not it's inflammatory so you're being programmed to make inflammatory sticky proteins that are synthetic that are sticking all over your body i mean some people might make a lot some people might make none some people make a little i mean it's all over the place so mm -hmm. it's 
the most careless and frivolous experiment I've ever seen done that I've ever known of in humanity, widespread, and it's still going on. Yeah, and now it's being pushed on children. Yeah. Jesus yeah, God. nothing's rational. This does not make rational sense whatsoever. Um, technically, we're still in a stage for a research experiment because not one of Pfizer's or Moderna's uh, research, their their main research uh, protocols will be completed until the end of October of 2022. So technically, every single person that's taking a shot has been a research participant. You know, and did they tell them that? No. I mean, all of this has been one big lie from the beginning. Um, it's so many levels of, of it's, these are war crimes, really. Yeah. And it's evil. This can't be in the betterment of humanity at all. And I hope that more we, people wake up to that and stop being in fear and panic and doing what is told to them from the television <laughs> and, you know, start really looking at what's actually happening. Um, and like I said, when I keep looking at all the levels, there's so many depths to this technology and there's so many um, rights that have been violated on so many levels. I keep thinking that their true answer is we need God. We need a supernatural intervention. And this is why I'm always talking about God. I'm always talking about prayer. I'm always talking about, um, you know, coming together, not mm -hmm. forgetting to be human, right? Human. Yeah. Right. I, I, I keep saying, I think that the, the antidote, because uh, th their agenda is transhuman. So I'm hoping that the antidote is to be like radically human, <laughs> really embrace humanity to the I, fullest. I agree <laughs> with you. Yeah. What, what, what do you see for, you talked a little bit about the internet of bodies and you know, the internet of things. And do you think certainly there, it looks like there's a lot of evidence that and, you know, anybody who's done research on Charles Lieber's patents knows that this, this technology is all out there and it was through injection. So it looks like that is the plan. And now Gates is talking about it pretty openly. And so is the WEF. All this to say, uh, do you think that there, what do you see for the future? Like, is there, is this, are we definitely all going to be hooked up to this high Borg mind or the people who have opted out or is there hope for them for the people who have been coerced into it? Are they just going to be uh, subsumed? Um, I think a lot of that depends on us collectively, right? About mm -hmm. how the whole world goes forward, but individually we always have a choice mm -hmm. and I know that it's, this is what I will die over. They will have to kill me before I'll mm -hmm. take any of this because that's how much I think of my, my holy temple, my body and um, my reverence for how we are created in the image of, of God. So I believe in that. And um, I believe that we have, we have no idea who and what we are, that we have potentials that um, have been hidden from us and we've been taught all the wrong things. So we don't need that kind of science or technology, that sorcery. We don't need it at all. <laughs> and if we start to remember who we are and what we are, and first we've got to be connected with our creator, right? That means going back to God and really um, and being serious about that, that that's the answer that we need. Now, will everybody choose that? Uh, probably, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I think a lot of people are choosing the easy way of, of this digital world, this metaverse, right? And by the way, meta in Hebrew means death. You're joining a dead world. The digital world is dead, right? Mm -hmm. um, only God can create nothing else. No other, all the other gods are dead. They're part of the dead world. Mm -hmm. So I won't join that world. Um, not at all. And in just so you know, in these meetings, the meeting I went to, yeah. and also um, with the World Economic Forum, they admit this as well, that they see that there will be small groups of people that will not join. They'll live in a more rural areas and be self-sufficient. And they think that we're foolish for doing that, but they said that they, they had provisions for that. And then this meeting, they said, well, I guess you can be one of those that live out in the middle of nowhere with the rest of your kind, but that would be foolish. That's, that's you know, what they said, but I, I don't really pay attention to this world, the people of this world. You know, <laughs> I just focus on, on what the Bible's taught us. Well, I, I, I would argue that possibly that that is the solution then, if they're saying that those, uh, those fools are going to be outside the system, then maybe 
more of us should uh, convene to be outside the system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I still tr- a lot of faith and hope and love for for us and the you know humanity in general and yeah. our future. It's um, you know this kind of trauma that we're going through has to happen, and there'll probably be more traumas because a lot of people still haven't um, awakened to what's happening. Yeah. Um, because we became disconnected from God and, and being human, we all got on our digital devices, myself included, and sure. really became um, glued to them and not going out in nature, not being with family and sitting down and eating, um, forgetting how to grow something, forgetting how to sew. We don't do anything with our hands, um, being in this, you know, forgetting to pray and worship and, and be, you know, with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we became really isolated with these these digital devices and depended on them. So I think when we took God out of everything, there's no accountability and responsibility in here. You've seen what happened to society, right? Yeah. Um, we're not protecting and defending the weaker and more fragile like our children. They are prey for, you know, a lot of sexual uh, dysfunction that's being taught to them and, and they're taught, they're being told now they need to pick their gender at age four. This is all wrong. I don't care what kind of, you know, um, uh, research someone comes up with. This is, this is terrible and wrong. Breaking up of the family unit. Um, it's all destructive and it's not about love and loving your neighbor. It's all about division and hatred and, and hating your own body. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite of what we were created to be. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually posted this and I got flagged for it, but uh, I don't think it's a coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, apparently like the summer solstice is the uh, the day of a satanic sacrifice. Yeah, child so sacrifice that's today, right? That's today. And today is when they uh, released, you know, the, the mass push for the children. So yeah. I, I don't see that as a coincidence. Or if it is, it's quite the coincidence. (laughs) People that don't believe in the Bible, um, I'm like, well, these Satanists do, Mm -hmm. you know, and they, they um, are so, they hate, you know, people that uh, believe in the Bible. They hate um, the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua. I mean, it's, it's true. So if there's so much hatred there and they know it, I think we should understand that there's something with that, even if you're, that's not part of your background, yeah. there's something there. Well, I, I talk to a lot of people who are, you know, not believers or people of other faiths. And I, you know, what I always say is I don't think you have to be religious to accept the premise that there are people who worship Satan. There are people who, you know, practice these rituals and this is something they believe and they really believe it. I, I think it's really under, important for people to understand that. Um, Because when you recognize that they think they're doing good, they think they're doing the right thing. This is their, their faith, right? Mm -hmm. So, and you don't have to be a a religious person to acknowledge that this exists. However, you know, if you know anything about uh, the collective force and the power of numbers, and if you believe in any kind of quantum physics or prayer, or, you know, if you have any of those beliefs, then you know how powerful that is. And even if you don't, just people practicing these rituals is pretty evil and does a lot of destructive damage. So, yeah. yeah exactly. And they're pretty organized, aren't they? I mean, yeah. um, they're pretty, they get together in all of these holidays that they have. And, you know, unfortunately, no matter, there are people that say that, that the temple of Satan or the church of Satan, um, oh, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that they sacrifice. Well, the more you get into this, pretty much that that's ubiquitous that's happening. The yeah, large yeah. majority of them that say that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's horrific, the numbers that are um, happening around the world. So this is not just some little fringe group. Like I used to think that. But when you actually research it and look into it, this is huge. Yeah. And these are people that are in love, high levels of um, influence, of government leaders and celebrities and all kinds of things. Um, um, I mean, they, it's, you know, Hitler, look at Hitler and World War II, the Tool Society, Real Society, they have admitted in all this documentation that they got their ideas and 
their ability to invent new technology from conjuring up demons, from doing these seances, from getting these magical occult objects around the world. They claim that this is where they get their superpowers from, from the demon world. They don't hide it. No. And if you look around throughout the times of, of our written times, same thing over and over again, nothing new under the sun. So the occult is real. Yeah. These demons are real. Okay, so then how is it so hard to believe that something created us and his image and that there is good and there is beauty out there and um, there are wonderful things for us? Because I don't understand how you believe that, but you can't believe <laughs> the other side. Right. And you focus on the negative, but you don't ever focus on what truly can save us or give right. it a try. Well, I do think some of that is biological. We're wired for survival and, you know, for survival reasons, you know, the, the negative is an alarm signal for us. Um, but yeah, I, I do think we need to work on some sort of programming so that we can acknowledge both because, you know, we, we need to be aware of the good to combat, you know, the darkness. Well, that's right? our, that's our only answer for this. Right. You know? And people don't want to hear about this. It's a just, Look, they think it's just no big deal if they're hooked up to the AI because they'll still live a fantasy life. Mm -hmm. I hate to burst their bubble, but it's not going to be like that because the people in charge of these programs are, um, I mean, first of all, they don't believe in God or they be, they believe that they are gods, little g, or that they will create a God. Mm -hmm. uh, many of them are associated with people, if not they themselves, with the pedophilia uh, and human trafficking um, or adrenochrome, things like that. Um, this is about the suffering and, um, and, uh, and, and the enslavement of, of humanity. And mm -hmm. a lot of them get joy out of, you know, oppressing and, and torturing people. This is something that people have to face. So if these people that partake in that are now in charge with carte blanche, no restrictions, in charge of this oh, this technology over us, do you think they're gonna use it wisely? They're gonna be even worse. They have nothing to guide them. They don't have God as accountability responsibly. They don't have any other world leaders, they have nothing. If you join that, that is not going to be like some fantasy world that the commercials tell you. Right. They don't like you. They don't like pe people like us. So they're going to use it only for bads. It's, if people could just get a little glimpse of, of what it could be i know that today they would all fight and stay, say no because yeah. this is not human this kind of technology the people that are in charge of it right now no and there's some people that are kind of clueless i admit you know they have this technology they were just given it and they don't really know understand you know they have wisdom to deal with it but that's dangerous too they don't get what happens right. when they open up that pandora's box right well, I, I think it, it's also interesting in terms of the, the technology. A lot of people um, either don't want to or can't fathom that, you know, it's really this like sci-fi dystopian. Um, but they do say it like they're pretty clear. I, I don't know how familiar you are with CERN, but CERN talks about opening up the portal to the demons. Like, I mean, they it's on the website. <laughs> it's not like it's a, not a conspiracy theory. It's, it's pretty yeah. transparent. Yeah, I don't think they're hiding much anymore. Yeah, it does seem like it's uh it's pretty out in the open. And it I, I think what's really shocking is when you go back into the research, like you start digging up where this stems from, it's gone back so long. It, you know, right? Like they, they they didn't just come up with this uh internet of bodies out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I, I I you know, I've been looking a lot into Charles Lever and his first patent was nineteen ninety one you know, the first of the 66 that he has. And to me, that's a significant year because same year that Pfizer had their, uh, you know, canine spike protein uh, vaccine. Um, it was 1991 also. I don't know if there's, you know, if they're related or not, but it seems yeah. interesting that it was 1991 is kind of a random year, right? And it was also when uh, they were doing a lot of that uh, pre, uh, like the Gulf War kind of research yeah. and, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think, you know, but however, I'd say there, there's some kind of a data dump, some sort of yeah. 
ability to get a lot of information or a lot of technology in a really short time. Because if you really look at a lot of this uh, data on what they're using right now in these injections, mm -hmm. it's really been what the last 10 years, maybe 15 years where you get oh, most gosh. of it, like all of it just came all of a sudden. It's just um, unbelievable how we got to that point. It's like a quantum leap. So how did we do that? It was never yeah. explained in any science technology journal. And, and there's a meeting that uh, Dr. Craig Venter was a keynote speaker. He even said that our ability to do the human genome project so quickly was outside of um, our human ability at the time, but we he, somehow he said to the effect that they were, um, he said he would never tell how he got the inspiration or the ideas or maybe the knowledge to accomplish that goal. So he did make that statement. He used the word quantum leap of knowledge that we got very fast to do this so quickly, but that he never um, would say exactly. And he said he purposely wouldn't say how he was able to do that. So I thought that was interesting. That's very interesting. I do you have any thoughts on what what he was alluding to or no, but you okay. know, I'd say a lot of people who say they invent things like Elon Musk or Zuckerberg or what, it may not be technology, but it could be a format, let's say. They mm -hmm. when you look into it, they didn't invent anything. They were just given no. it. That's who actually true. gave them this technology? A lot of times it's hard to find that, isn't it? Like who who is they? Who's this mysterious face? Um, I'm not sure. Well, a lot of them have a, a lot of them have a, you know, a military kind of connections. Yeah. And then, you know, do you really think classified? People, so <laughs> yeah, people stopped conjuring up demons after World War II. No, I mean, if it worked then, I'm sure there are people that still believe in doing things like that. Um, I, I'm just putting things out there. I don't right, know. Right. Sure. Sure. Interesting. I, I mean, I do, I do know that there, a lot of it is classified and I do know that a lot of these people do have uh, intelligence ties or funding. I mean, mm -hmm. Elon is definitely, I, I always, you know, everybody was so excited about Elon with the uh, Twitter <laughs> and I tweeted that, uh, you know, I said it would be very fitting for a DARPA operative to buy a piece of a DARPA operation. But, yeah, I, I don't know why everybody you know. got so excited. I, yeah, you know, I get every, a look at the whole person, right? And everything necessary, all the technology required to execute the fourth industrial revolution, he just seems to have a hand in literally every single one of them. Very but somehow strange. he's the savior. I don't know. That's uh, well, but everybody ignores that his last girlfriend um Grimes. had two babies with yeah she's a self-proclaimed high satanic priestess and if you look at the lyrics of her songs they're pretty horrific yeah. um, it's about power and control over others and it's it's and transhumanism uh, yeah it's, I, it's all transhumanism it's about integrating with ai living forever in the ai world and but of course there's still oppression in her songs and and you know enslavement of others I mean, it's not like it's everybody's going to be great. No. Um, right. Yeah. And so that means something. If that's somebody he was with for so long and he had two children with, that means I think they talked about those subjects. <laughs> they just I would think. A cult. <laughs> and so, they might. So yeah. that means, yeah, birds of a feather kind of thing. Yeah. For sure. What do you think? Uh, people can do. I, I, so I think part of there, there is, you know, I, I always say, I hope the great awakening will combat the great reset. And, and that really is my hope. And that's part of why I do, you know, this, because I want to awaken as many people as possible, but there is, I, I recognize that there's, there's so much and a lot of it is surreal. And a lot of it is so dystopian that people have a hard time, even if they could fathom it, that they don't want to. So mm -hmm. you kind of have to meet people where they're at. Otherwise, they're just the cognitive dissonance just goes through the roof. Right. So how do you how do we bring people to 
to wake up and how do people, how do people fight back against this? <laughs> well, if I had the answer to that, that would be amazing. Trying. Sorry. Yeah. I've been trying my best. No, you're doing I, great. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm very grateful to you. <laughs> I still go back to the main answer is being connected with God mm-hmm. and, and that answers so many things right then and there. Mm-hmm. And I believe in the whole Bible. So I do believe if, you know, my people, as the Bible says, if my people turn and repent from their, their wicked ways, I will heal them in their land. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, um, that God has not forgotten those who haven't forgotten him. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of this that's going on is, is to awaken those sleeping people that have, um, they've they're, became the walking dead. So, you know, we're trying to save as many souls as possible because if they link up to that dead world, I mean, it's, you know, they promise an eternal life in that world. Yeah. It's literally separating. You can't be in both worlds, by the way, guys, it's not going (laughs) to happen. It's, it's at first, maybe you can be in both worlds. I promise you not for long, you'll either be in that world or you'll stay organic human being. There's no middle ground because that world, they do want you to be eternal, but in their way, uploading and downloading your consciousness into whatever body. Um, The singularity is near. Yeah. yeah, They do believe in, you know, a God, but an AI God, which is very cold. There's no love there. They do believe in always being connected to everything, but not in a spiritual way in their AI hive mind way, giving you the knowledge they want, making you in the image of what they think you should be. So changing your body. So instead of, you know, and it's, it's not from a loving, you know, it's not about freedom. It's about taking away your freedom, taking away your sovereignty, taking away your ability to love whoever you want to love. Really. It's about taking away your creativity and, um, the sacredness for life. Yeah. No sacredness of life at all. And in about ethics and morals, are you kidding me? In that world, there's, what are they? So instead, look at what our creator offers. There is eternal life with him. Not like that. Made in his body. And he promises a glorified body too, soon to come. Paradise on earth. Create that paradise here. And, and treating people with love and care and the respect and the sacredness of life. I mean, it's that different. It's not it's not any other way. Um, they may try to lie and coerce you into, into thinking it's going to be a very wonderful way to live full of freedom, but look at what they're actually saying, not what the commercials tell you, what the TV tells you. When you actually get down, you listen to the people pushing the buttons. They're, they're not about anything that is, is of uh, a good thing for us to want. Um, and I hope people wake up to that. Yeah. So, and I, I do believe there, there's, you know, I pray for those that, that choose that path. I think it's, I think it's terrible. Yeah. And this is why I try everything I can um, to help people see what really that is. But I know that for those that are loyal and faithful to what is to be human and, and to love each other, love ourselves, love God, that I believe everything the, the, the Bible promises us. I, yeah, I hope so. And I hope more people really do wake up and to, you know, do you think that there is any, um, so I have two questions. Uh, one is that, do you think there is any just, uh, you know, like tangible kinds of antidotes for people both to protect themselves, uh, from whatever, maybe, you know, transmitted and from those who have already been, uh, you know, have already taken these things. And then my second question was going to be, uh, do you have thoughts on who is running the show? I mean, cause a lot, we, we see who's at the forefront, but I don't yeah. know that they're, yeah. So, you know, I, and my colleagues always say we don't have an answer for an antidote for any of this. Um, but I do believe in, um, the power of prayer and that, mm-hmm you've taken a couple of shots and you see that this is not what I thought it was mm-hmm. and you repent, meaning you don't do anymore and, and you pray. And I believe in, in the powerful effects of healing. And I, I believe in that wholeheartedly. So it's not over. If you got something, you realize you were wrong, just, you know, you know, start praying and, and ask God for forgiveness and heal your body. I believe in that. 
I also believe in making our bodies as healthy as possible. So um, detoxing, I say that that's the most important thing. Um, we're always getting poisons from everything, the food, the water, the air. So um, detox baths are nice. These are just some suggestions. Sure. There's more than one way to do things. Um, detoxing from heavy metals, um, making sure your water's clean, clean your own water because uh, water is essential for life. Most water is contaminated, even the bottled water. So clean your own water through a Berkey distillation, that sort of thing. Um, you know, it's, it's body, mind, and spirit. Make sure you're around a lot of people who are like-minded mm -hmm. and that's very, very powerful. And knowing that somebody has your back is great. Uh, like I said, the spiritual, so you know, powerful. yeah, grounding yourself, going out in nature, doing something with your hands, being, being human again, right? <laughs> right. Um, eating together. These are all things that, you know, enhance your immune system. So, but detox, 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 make sure your water's clean because you clean it yourself. Try to get as, uh, the best food that you can possibly get, um, you know, organic, et cetera. So yeah, those are the main things. Yeah. And EMF, sorry, make sure you're protecting yourself from a lot of the, the frequencies from cell towers and, and all these low orbit satellites. So I'm, I use a company called EMFSOL.com. Um, mm. They help protect your body from damage from these frequencies on a subatomic level. For me, it's helped a lot and a lot of other people have tried it help too. So um, that's another important thing to think of. And do you think that uh, the, that they are using the, uh, the radio radiation both to that, just that alone is having harmful effects and also as kind of like a activation for the payloads. Oh, I'm, yeah, I think a lot of this is a frequency war, war, and these frequencies are not, they're putting out already, are not good for human life, animal, plant life, insect mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. uh, but they keep doing it, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it makes us not as healthy as we can be. It's one thing. So it weakens us. The mm -hmm. other thing is that, you know, it's... um it's a frequency. It's, it can be used as a message, just like Wi-Fi. I tell people, how does something, you put a message in your text message and you send your text message and it goes mysteriously through the air to this <laughs> other person's device. Right. So, it, you know, there's a frequency that was put out in essence. I'm simplifying it. Yes. So it can affect, it does a command at the desired location. So yeah. I'm really simplifying it, but just think about sure. that. A, a directive, a command, um, an instruction can be sent and goes wirelessly and its target, which can be a person, let's say, and it could actually do some kind of effect in your body. So, you know, these are things that are possibilities. Right. Just we, we bring them up because we know through research, they claim that they can do this. They, oh, military, DARPA, government entities, crazy researchers, all of them claim, they claim they can do this. Okay. Um, but just know that we have a frequency too. So, you know, we have, um, our heart has the strongest electromagnetic energy in our body. It's a hundred thousand times more strong with its electrical and mag magnetic potential than anything else in the body. And our energy goes out six feet average, but that when people are more in tuned, you know, through meditation and prayer, they're, they're known to be people that are really, you know, um, close with God spiritually, mm -hmm. um, these people, when they measure their energy, they believe they don't even have the equipment to really measure it, but they believe that they go out possibly miles because it, it goes outside their ability to measure on their own equipment. The, the power of the heart, the power of something that is just agape love, this unconditional love is so great. And that's the highest frequency that we know of in our world. The lowest frequency is apathy, fear, panic. Those are the low ones. And so this high frequency to me is this is what God is talking about. It's you being connected with God, the Holy Spirit, that frequency when you're really in tune with it, just wipes out all of that other negative energy, all that other negative input that's coming in. And that's what I'm talking about is that people don't realize who and what they are. And, they, yeah. and we, we all don't really realize our potential. And this is what, Yeshua, Jesus Christ is trying to, to tell us for this very time is like, you're so impressed with me. You don't want me to leave, but you know, you want me to leave because you will do greater things than I, because I am leaving you 
another comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. I, it is better for me to go than stay. That's what he said, because you wow. now have the Holy Spirit here. That means the Holy Spirit is a manifestation of God. Of course, there's not more than one God, there's one God, but these are different manifestations. And the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh is, is what the Pentecost that came down and embodied, you are one, you're literally one. God is inside of you, like truly burning power, amazing, right? And so what are you afraid of then? Nothing. Because every knee will bow. Everything, every demon bows in the power of that name. Everything bows because he made everything. And so there is no fear then. Because what do you have to fear? Because this is a blip of our exi existence. We have eternity. So eternity is what you should be worried about. Because this is nothing. Eternity in the meta-death world or eternity in the eternal paradise with our father creator who created us out of love because he is love i want to be with love i don't want to be with death. yeah so me, it's a very simple thing to look at it that way right and i pray that we all have the words to impart on our brothers and sisters to get right. them to see it like we see it and that god sees it wow that's so beautiful thank you who do you think is a, you know, because I think some of these voices that we see are not really in the power that we may think they are, right? Um, <laughs> so what, what are your thoughts on who's kind of pulling the puppet strings behind them? I truly believe we are battling powers and principalities and that to understand what's going on, we have to go back to Genesis, the book of Genesis. And isn't, even if you you don't know the Bible, look at the archaeological finds. These are not made up. The ones that we can still get because the Smithsonian and whoever takes them away from us, we have giant bones everywhere, huge giants, okay? Yeah. And the Bible calls these Nephilim. Mm -hmm. um, and they came from fallen angels. All right, so these are beings that always, they didn't like us, okay? Let's put it that way. We look throughout historical times and other ancient cultures talk about them all the time and that they didn't like humans and they could eat humans and they killed humans and they were ter they were terrible and so you know these these are not us and then also they come from a demonic realm or um you know it's, it's a these are called spirits and principalities right but we also we have spirits and principalities through heaven heavenly beings you know it's it's uh it's been a battle that way and it's a battle over over us and our our realm that's how i see it that's what the the bible is talking about and so if we know that our enemies are more than just this people out there then how do we fight something that's power principality we need god and we need to pray and humble ourselves and fast and come together and be be human because remember God created us to be the holy temple where he can reside. So imagine that you really, you know, when you understand that and you really can embody that and that happens, mm -hmm. then what are you afraid of? Then everything goes away. Everything's done. And I believe that these are the times that they talked about in the Bible where we um, will finally be rid of the cycle of oppression, that we will finally be separated because then we will finally, those who want to will, go to the paradise heaven and have the glorified bodies um but this is definitely a battle for souls that's that's how i see it but it's it's bigger than us that's why we need god wow yeah i and i think that for for everybody for regardless of their worldview it is so evident that this is a spiritual battle this is good versus evil and there is just no more clear way to put it, right? That that's a, you know, that that's absolutely what we're up against. So you, you put it so beautifully. Thank you so much. I want to be respectful of your time. So if you have anything else you want to impart us with, then please do. And of course, tell everybody where they can find you and yeah, yeah. all that good stuff. Well, thank you, Courtney. It's been my pleasure, my honor, my duty. So thank you for allowing me to speak. Thank and um, just, just want to remind people that I wouldn't be speaking if I didn't have a lot of faith, hope, and love for for us, and um, and that's why I speak. If I didn't believe in that, I would be hiding somewhere in, in the <laughs> island that I used to live at, right? For but sure. I, I, do, I, I have that, that really strongly, and, and it costs nothing to pray. It costs nothing to fast and pray. It costs nothing to reach out to a stranger and do something kind, or to say, hey, do you, do you know God? Do you believe in God? 
do you mind if I pray for you? And then, you know, and I'll push anything. It costs nothing to do those things. Yeah. So um, if we all started doing that once a day, it would be, wow, miraculous things would happen. Yeah. So, um, but you can find me on uh, my webpage, my first and last name.com. So it's carrymade.com, C-A-R-R-I-E-M-A-D-E-J.com. I'm still on some Instagram and Facebook, uh, but you know, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm tired to keep, uh, to try more social media outlets because I'm just getting censored, right? But right. I'm still on those. And, um, but I have a lot of information on, on my website, free downloadable resources. I have a Tuesday Zoom meeting where we, we pray and um, that's been awesome, really strong warriors. And then also, we go over new topics, uh, a lot of guest speakers on that as well. So kind of everything I do, I do with God and prayer because my whole career as a doctor, I was shunned and shamed and ridiculed. And we were told to, to separate away our spirituality from, from taking care of patients, you know, at least when I was, you know, practicing full time like that. And now I see the error of that. There's, um, you can't, separate God from what you do, because this is what happens. We end yeah. up in this mess that we're in. And so I don't care who says what, everything that I do, I always talk about God and, and, and the importance of God and all of us and how we are created in, in his image um, everywhere I go. And every believer should be doing that and not ashamed of that because, because of us not talking about it and sharing it is part of the reason why we're in this mess. Absolutely. And uh, I, I just want to add really quickly that, you know, that's, that's just so unconscionable to me that they would do that because there's always that intangible element. You know, if you're caring for somebody and you're taking care of somebody's life, I mean, right, we look to doctors a lot of times, they're safe, they're life-saving, literally. And to put that much trust and that much faith, literally faith into you know, into someone's hand, you, you have to believe that there's an intangible component. There is that, you know, magic, spiritual, whatever you want to call it. Right. So to take that away there, we don't, there's so much, we don't know. <laughs> How could you possibly take that away? It's just, yeah, it's, it's, the uh, it's terrible, but so that may condition me to hide, you know, yeah. praying and be quiet. And so I had to practice praying out loud. I wasn't used to it because I realized why, what was I, you know, so nervous yeah. is because I was conditioned that way from what was happening throughout the years. I mean, I can tell you just real quickly that there were, when um, we coded, coded means people were dead and we brought them back to life through different uh, tech, uh, these uh, procedures, right? Oh. Like CPR and drugs. So some of them that were able to to come back, they were about maybe even 35 minutes dead sometimes, a long time. And yeah. so they would tell of experiences about, you know, being, you know, up in the air, sometimes angelic beings, all these ex experiences, ecstatic experiences. They could tell me exactly what I said, even though they, they were definitely dead, their eyes were closed, but they could say they were somewhere in the room. But they were beautiful experiences. And they said these angels were by them or different things, right? Yeah. So when they try to tell anybody, a lot of people in these particular hospitals I was at, they were given anti-anxiety meds, anti-psychotics sometimes, and told that, that that was not true, that what they heard, saw was, it was a figment of their imagination and don't talk about it. They were ridiculed and they were punished. Let's put it that way. So this is what they would tell me. Somehow they'd say, I, I know I can tell you, I want to tell you what happened, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And I, I, I just felt awful. You know, I felt, wow, it was, or if there's a spontaneous healing that happened, yeah. um, no doctor would admit that it, they would not talk about it. They wouldn't talk about why it happened. They just kind of erased it off the med books or just barely talked. It, it was as if it never happened and we couldn't even discuss it in rounds. Um, so, you know, if you see that happening throughout the years, it was a complete denial of God of of how we are and who we are and so that affects you even if you think it doesn't affect you and now i've realized that now and so i i will say it 
Um, even when I'm told sometimes in a talk not to bring that up, don't be too preachy. Don't start getting, you know, <laughs> talk about God and all that. And I'm like, I don't care. Either I'm going to do it or you just won't have me on because I, I don't see any other way. Yeah. Well, I think people need to be really strong in their conviction. Part of the reason we're in the place that we're in right now is because too many people have seeded their beliefs, their convictions and things that matter to them. So, you know, they've allowed themselves to be coerced out of apathy or out of convenience. And uh, that that needs to stop. <laughs> so, yeah. So thank you so much for everything you do and for sharing your time with us today. Thank you, Courtney. Have a great evening. You too. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.